You are listening to an SAFM podcast, 104 to 107 nationwide. Stream us live on www.safm.co.za or via the SABC Plus app. SABC News, independent and impartial. The advancement of digital technology is having a major and often detrimental impact on the mental health of internet users. This is according to clinical psychologist Dr. Rani Samuel. Dr. Samuel says recent reports of a teenager from the UK being gang raped in a virtual reality game are some of the consequences of the metaverse. Reports in the UK say a girl identified only as being under the age of 16 was using a virtual reality headset in an immersive game when her avatar was allegedly assaulted by avatars representing several men. To discuss this further, we're joined on the line by clinical psychologist and author, Dr. Ronnie Samuel. Dr. Samuel, thank you for your time with us this morning on SAFM. What is the difference in terms of how Internet users experience the Internet compared to one watching television, for example, so watching a violent movie on television? What makes the Internet more dangerous, seemingly? Good morning, Shabani Zeele. Uh, thank you for inviting me to this discussion. Um, that's, that's a really important question. Um, in, when, we use, when we see something on screen, it's a 2D experience. So there is almost the protection of the screen um, and not immersing yourself beyond that screen. In virtual reality, um, a child using what is called an avatar, so that your digital character can actually enter the world beyond the screen. Mm. And when you enter the world, any number of people of any age in avatar form can actually engage with your child. So there is no monitoring, no restrictions, um, and full-on engagement. In the case mentioned of the 16-year-old uh, from from the UK, and it's, it's reported that she, she suffered severe trauma, well, what kind of trauma are we talking about here? Um, and how, how might it affect her life? As I mean, she's very young, at, at 16. This will, this will stay with her for a very long time still. The type of um, trauma itself, as defined by psychologists. And trauma is an injury. It's a wound caused by an external force. And this injury can be physical and it can be psychological. So in this case, although there was no physical attack, there was still an injury by an external force. So what you're going to see firstly in trauma victims at the onset is Um, high level of anxiety and high level of anguish. The first thing to go when you're traumatized, um, any type of trauma will be sleep difficulties. Mm. So in this case, when we interviewed this child um, who was playing a game, um, the, the symptoms that she showed was similar to the psychological symptoms of a person Mm-hmm. Another one of, of you know, the, the major crimes that are committed against Internet users is that they become vulnerable to kidnappings, amongst other things. 
where, where do we draw the line and say that this is this is where I stop as an internet user? And and perhaps also if you can, you know, we're talking about um, underage children or, or, or teenagers, young people, what challenges they may have with uh, really really moderating their usage and then saying, okay, this is you know we can't go beyond this. But also the the role the role adults in these in, you know the, the the lives of these children can and should be playing to moderate. Um, internet usage so so that um, we can ensure safe internet usage? What is important to understand um, is is the child predators, the the people that prey on our children and prey on families, they were actually here before social media. And we need to understand how their minds work, how they think. The first time I was exposed to a pedophile was in my training there as a clinical psychologist. Mm-hmm. And what stood out for me was that they had no particular look to them. This was someone I could very easily pass by in the street. So this predator, so what stood out for me was at that stage of my training was this is a very calculated and strategic person. So... We won't allow our child to speak to the stranger in a mall, for example, or a gaming arcade. But in the metaverse, in the in virtual reality, uh, we are very willing, and most parents sometimes do not know who our child is actually exposed to. Mm. So understand that a predator is 20 steps ahead of you as a parent and understand technology. So the parent or the adult monitoring function of who has access to your child is critical because strangers have access to your child 24-7 mm, mm. on an unmonitored device. Mm, mm. Do, do we have good enough regulation um, and, and, and you know, digital policy, if you will, um, that that could help safeguard particularly young internet users. So if we if we compare where we are um, with with you know the likes of of, of Europe and and the US and so on, um, are we where we should be in terms of regulations? What what is happening currently um, in in the metaverse is there are no real gatekeepers. There is no law that governs the metaverse. So if an atrocity happens in the metaverse, um, you must remember there's people from various countries that participate in a game, for example, or in an interactive social space. It could be a conflict in the metaverse. So when something happens, um, under which jurisdiction does that actually fall? Which country law? So mm-hmm. these are the important things. There are no gatekeepers. You must remember, on social media, we now have the monitoring of content, which has increasingly happened over the years. In the metaverse, we need the monitoring of behavior, which is far more difficult to actually do. So it becomes, it falls upon the adults to actually do this, as it does in the real world. The principles of the real world 
need to translate into the virtual world. So something yeah. you could do as a parent, for example, could be there are monitoring apps that you could install on your phone that allows you to monitor the content of young children's phones. So this is, this is something that is available. On your phone, you have privacy and security settings, and you should actually engage in that on your child's device. Obviously, there need to be better time limits set, which is quite difficult in the business of life. Mm -hmm. Ideally, if your child is doing homework online or has to engage with the school online, that should be done in a family room where adults are present. Because you would be surprised at the number of ways that predators can get access to your child mm -hmm. online. Mm -hmm. Finally, Doc, just some of the, the, the tips and tools that parents can um, can use to protect their children from all sorts of people sitting anywhere really in the world that can have access to their children? For me, the first thing is, as parents, we need to start learning about this technology, mm. what are its benefits and what are its risks. You must remember that the metaverse or the internet is neither good or bad, yeah. but the users, the users of that will determine its character. So firstly, um, you know, increase your knowledge about this. Uh, if your child is playing games, put on the goggles and get into the game. Know what is going on. Um, and I think for me, it's an ongoing conversation. Uh, besides from monitoring tools, it's an ongoing conversation with mm -hmm. your child. And do not put personal information on your child when you are putting your child at risk. Yeah. So begin that conversation and keep it going. Certainly. We hope uh, more and more parents will take greater care. Dr. Rani, thank you very much for your time with us this morning. Thank you. That is clinical psychologist and author, Dr. Rani Samuel, speaking to us from Johannesburg. You can find SAFM Current Affairs on 104 to 107 nationwide. Our podcasts are available for download on all our digital platforms. SAFM, leading the conversation.